While story invites us to ask powerful questions, your life and your story are shaped by the questions you ask. What is the story that you ache to tell? The only way to become a better storyteller is by telling more stories. The only hope we have are the stories we tell. Stories not bound by what is possible. We are proud to be storytellers. Hello, fellow storytellers, and welcome back to the Story Podcast. I am Harris III, and we are right on the heels of Story 2019. And let me tell you, it was absolutely incredible. As much as I'd love to, I don't know, fill you in on everything, it's just, it feels impossible. It'd be so difficult at the moment because I'm, I am personally just still processing all of it, and I have so many feelings. If I'm honest with you guys, I also tend to not be very great at processing and understanding uh, some of the feelings I feel. Uh, Maybe that's the Enneagram 3 thing that we've talked about so often on this podcast. Thankfully, I do have friends who do an incredible job of helping me do that. And that is probably more pertinent to this conversation because one of those friends is actually today's guest. Ken Black isn't just a friend. He has turned into a mentor of mine. And he was also just one of the most talked about speakers on the Story 2019 main stage. You are about to find out why. Ken is a time traveler. He's the guy whose creativity connects the present to the future, who helps make sure that our culture is moving forward with purpose and design. And we pick up in this story during a season that he was in the role of VP of Digital Design Future for Nike, which sounds a little confusing until you hear him explain the job. Trust me, you'll be glad guys like Ken exist. Listen in. Uh, I started as a t-shirt designer, yeah, so um, hired into sports graphics right when uh, the Hair Jordan, the Space Jam stuff was coming out, so Air Jordan, Hair Jordan, so I did the, me and three other guys did all the um, Hair Jordan t-shirts, so Bugs and Michael, um, was there for nine, I think doing that for six or nine months, something like that, and then um, you've heard this story, I heard my boss's boss and their boss in a room talking about how Nike had signed a bunch of sports teams, basketball teams they needed to design uniforms for. It's and important to note, though, that up until this point, that was not a thing. Nobody had done it. Like, now, it wasn't everyone a thing. listening to this is like, oh, yeah, of course Nike It wasn't a are, thing. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't a thing. And literally, Angela's like, to Don, like, basketball uniforms, who, who does that? We don't, like, <laughs> we don't have anybody here that does that. And at Art Center, I had done a, a senior project with a friend, Craig Marcus, who's a, a, a art director in New York still. Um, redesigned the uniforms and identity for the LA Clippers. So as she was walking around my cube with Dawn talking about that, I put my head up over the, the wall and was like, hey, Angela, um, she's like, you had, what, it, you had uniforms in your book, right? Which I did. So she's like, do you want to go meet a bunch of coaches next week? Like, yes. <laughs> Can I call my dad and tell him what I get to do? Um, and so that started me kind of on a path of one, uh, four of us then went and started the team sports division, uh, which was all the college football, basketball uh, teams at first, and then uniforms and identities for the NFL, NBA, NHL, Olympics, a bunch of other stuff, which was awesome, which was fantastic. Yeah, that's so cool. It was the first start of my, I think, of my path of um, starting things. Yeah. And it's where I, I, I became kind of obsessed with following um, my curiosity and challenge, hmm. right? I mean, nobody would ever started designed uniforms Uh we didn't literally nobody knew where to go to 
have a jersey made that could. Yeah, so, in a way, you're you're working for a big company, but all of a sudden you're in the similar yep. role of entrepreneur, yeah, where you have to right. grow something and build something. Yeah, which was awesome. And so then that that's just the path that my career took. Um, from there, I was the first creative director for the Olympics for Nike for the Sydney Olympics. There were two of us that were trying to pull the whole company together, which was awesome. <laughs> Start an internal agency, uh, launch some products with innovation like Nike Nike Free and early stuff in Nike Plus. So kind of early days of a lot of groundbreaking things, which were, you don't realize what you're learning at the time. You're just doing your job and trying to make things that would make a difference. Now, of course, Nike is to professional sports as Cornflakes is to Kellogg's. So it's pretty wild that before this time, this wasn't seen as a natural fit. But that's what I really admire about Ken's story. He took a big chance and that risk paid off with something that now seems obvious. I asked him to explain a little bit about what it's like to lead a team into the unknown like he did. That's interesting, that's, a, that's an awesome question. Um, I had a student ask me that a while ago related, I think to the Air Jordan 11. Because on the one hand, what you, like working on that shoe now in hindsight, 20, 20, 20, <laughs> well, geez, 25 years later or something. Like, that's an iconic shoe. That's one of the most beloved shoes in the history of, yeah. of sneakers. Yeah. But um, at the time, we were just making something cool, right? If we had realized the stakes that we could possibly screw up one of the most <laughs> beloved shoes of all times, um, it would probably have paralyzed us. But, um, you know, I'll tie this into the world you come from. When you believe that there are stories behind things and you're pursuing um, the truth or the kernel of a seed that can grow into something, I don't think you have time for fear, right? I don't, I don't think that, you, that the stage will um, intimidate you because you recognize that the task at hand is to find that bit of truth that you can grow into something that changes the way people see a product or an experience hmm. uh, or something else. I also think it goes back to what I was saying before about the more experiences you have, the more things you'll see. So as stakes go up, you can recognize, you can focus on the things you can control and you've, you will have seen a lot of stuff that doesn't scare you as much as, holy shit, I've never seen this before and mm -hmm. this could be catastrophic, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's just a way of being wired or maybe it's that awareness thing that you and I have had a lot of conversations about, right? Yeah, So, what do you do though as the leader or creative director or whatever the job title is when all the people that you're trying to lead are experiencing the weight of that fear? Um, I think it, it, a lot of uh, design and creativity comes through questions, right? And the questions could be about the project itself, like focus on, you know, so what is unique about this? What is, what is it that, um, <laughs> what are the things that, that we've put in front of us that don't feel like they're working? And, you know, ask questions about either who might encounter it. I think it goes, a lot of times it goes to the end game, one of the things we talk a lot about at Nike that I believe in is um, looking at the world through the eyes of a consumer. We focus so much time thinking about the product or the shape of it or the color of it that you can forget that um, when it leaves our hands, it's going to roll into the hands of someone else who will interpret it or reject it or embrace it or put it on, lace it up. 
and focusing too much on the thing versus the interaction and the relationship can stop a lot of creativity. Yeah, I don't know if it's really answering the question, but I, I, I think a lot of life is experienced through questions, especially when you hit blocks, as opposed to trying to fight your way through it. Ask questions around it, because questions force you to lift up. They force you to, I think, see differently. Futuristic brainstorming, big questions, being open to seeing things differently. I mean, these can be keys to success, but I think we've all been in a place where they can be crippling too. At least it feels that way sometimes. There comes a point when questions and brainstorming just turns into an endless cycle of self-doubt and uncertainty. I asked Ken how he keeps things on task. Here's what he says. It becomes unhealthy if all you're doing is, if, if you live if you live in the form of an open question, um, you're really not going anywhere. That's why uh, having some sense of a vision is important, even if it's a point of view or a thesis. I think a vision is more as a, a thesis. Like this is, we think that we may want to go up to a place like this. Now let's dig in and see if that's the right place with the flexibility to understand that if we uncover something that means that's not the right place, we're gonna take that other path. Hmm. Um, yeah, brainstorming can't be just for the sake of, hey, let's get the most ideas out here and keep trying and keep throwing more out as much as let's go till we get past the stuff that um, the initial pieces that everybody else would say, right? In the first hour of any brainstorm session, all the things you're throwing out are the same that any other agency or company or design team is going to throw out. That's what we do. <laughs> so you have to get to that next stage where some of the crazy stuff um, lands on the table and... I do think, again, this goes back to experience. The more you've done it, the more you start to realize when something with a little bit of magic lands on the table. Mm -hmm. As a creative director, as a leader, that's what your job is to go, okay, that's a gem. What did you just say? Let's lift that up and let's go on that for a minute and follow that path, follow that road. And over time, again, as a creative director, part of your job as a creative leader, creative director, is to uncover those or see those gems, lift them up, help the team then break them apart and see if it goes somewhere and quickly decide if there's a there there or if you back out and go, okay, we got to mine, we got to find another nugget. I love that idea of using a vision to guide and direct the questioning and brainstorming process. When you're working with a concept as elusive as the world of tomorrow, it's all the more important to nail down whatever definitive things you can. The future is waiting for us to come and build it, and we are building it. You all are. Me, you, because that's what storytellers do. I am so fired up about the future of all things story. I mean, this community is growing, and it is beautiful. I'm sure we'll have more updates in the coming weeks for all of you guys. In the meantime, shoot me an email, harris at astoria.com, H-A-R-R-I-S at I-S-T-O-R-I-A.com. What I'm looking for is for you guys to tell me how we can best serve you through everything we're doing at Story, but in this context, especially through the content of this podcast. And while you're at it, be sure to shoot Ken a DM or comment on his Instagram as well. Hit the follow button while you're there. He's definitely worth it. He's an intelligent dude. You can find him at I am Ken Black. I A M K E N B L A C K. I am Ken Black. Give him a shout out. Tell him you heard him on the Story Podcast. We love hearing from you guys. 
As always, I am Harris III. Thanks again for listening.